Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Everybody, another installment Never Stop Getting It podcast. Full house today, John and Scott are here, and we got another guest. So without further ado, let's dive into this. John Scott, how are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, not only is today President's Day, so I'm off of work, um, but we also have uh, an exciting guest. So um, looking forward to the, the another episode here. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing? I'm doing good, and this is work for us, John. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, we had a, a good weekend, and, and this is a follow-up to one of our other podcasts, so it's always great to have another follow-up and, and talk to somebody and, and incorporate them and keep them pulling along. Oh, I get it. I get it. it. All right. Today, we have a special guest, Doug Cornfield. This guy is a busy guy. He's an entrepreneur award-winning author of the book, Pulling Each Other Along, guy who's a former student-athlete scholarship at the University of Georgia, and he's co-founder of D3Day, if I'm not mistaken. So without further ado, Mr. Cornfield, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, you know, we entrepreneurs, we never get days off. You can forget that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never have a day It doesn't happen. No, no. So you must be pumped. You're an award-winning author now. You got the Goody Award for pulling each other along. What a book. I mean, it's a fantastic book, but tell us your, your emotional feelings about that. Well, you know, emotional feelings. You know, so we don't get jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we, we you know, I, what I'm going to be jumping up and down is when one of my books sells like, you know, $100,000, $500,000 copies. So, because my goal is to raise money for the sports camps that Dave Clark and I run. Right. And uh, you can have an award and all those kind of things, but until we have that big hit, um, and, and when I say hit, a double or a triple, because I think we are already getting singles and doubles with what we do, uh, but we're still looking for that that triple and that home run, that grand slam, and 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 quite frankly, the stories that Todd and I brought and the story, the origin story behind pulling each other along. These again, I could be biased here a little bit, but these are great stories. They're not just good stories. Yeah. They're really, really good. And thankfully, I partnered with somebody that could really, really write, which is Todd, not me. You know, I went to the University of Georgia. So <laughs> you guys got it. No, anyway, so it's it's and I, and I can write OK, but Todd's really good. You know, I mean, he's a really good writer. And so he took these stories of these incredible people that we gathered and 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 he has got the ability to write it in their words. So many of the stories he either massaged or we completely wrote, you know, and a couple of them I completely wrote as well. And but he's so good at it, you know, he can take what I write and the ideas that I had, smooth it out and make it really good. And that's what he did. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, do you have any favorite stories out of the book you like to share with us? Yeah, you know, one of them is is one of our non-sports stories, you know, because we're in the sports world uh, with Dave Clark being the only professional baseball player that ever played on crutches. His story is the origin story. And I don't think Todd shared that story on your podcast. Uh, when he had uh, whatever the last one, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's the last one you guys posted. Um, but I should probably start with that one because obviously that one's the most dear and near and dear to my heart. And I'll try to do the shortened version sure. if I can. But Dave Clark, my business partner, was a polio survivor. He's the only professional baseball player that ever pitched on crutches. But when he was six years old, he didn't have all that confidence. He was the different kid. He was ridiculed. He was called slow poke. He was called oleo, which rhymed with polio, which you couldn't hate. 
So bullies were even out in force in 1958. And he goes to school. He's mainstream before mainstreaming was even a word. And his teacher calls a field trip where the whole class needs to walk, but five blocks away to the fire hall. And so for him, walking with crutches and braces and what he actually says when he speaks, he says, I walk like Frankenstein. You know, that's the way he felt. And of course, the bullying thing and the teasing thing was nothing new. So this was a you know, day of dread for him. He didn't want to go to school. He didn't want to go to that day. He didn't want to be left behind. He didn't want to be called slowpoke. All of those things that this little six-year-old is thinking. And so what he does, what you guys probably all did at least once, is he tried to act sick and fake out his mom because he didn't want to go to school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's old school girl. And as he calls her, an old school gal. And she was like, no, Dave, you're not sick. You're getting, you know, get your braces on. Let's go to school. And so he does, he gets, he gets in the school. He's got all this anxiety built up. The teacher calls the class to come forward. And voila, he goes to the back of the line thinking this is the only thing he can do. It's the only thing he has left. Just go to the back of the line. Maybe everybody can go forward. And, and in walks one of his classmates, Dave never forgot him. His name is Ernie Pound. Ernie had brought his radio flyer wagon to school that day to pull him. And Dave never forgot it. And so if you want to get the goosebumps all over again, you can read chapter one and we expand on that story a little bit more. But where I come in is having a a son. I have a son who was born with no arms. And when I met Dave 23 years ago, um, I found out he played professional baseball. His story didn't make any sense. And so we became friends. I met him with Gideon in my arms, my son Gideon in my arms. And um, voila, 10 years passes. He's a client of mine, and I'm saying, Dave, you got to write a book. You got to get, you got to get your story out there or something. And he wrote a book, and he thanked that Ernie Pound in chapter two wow. in his book. And when I was helping Dave organize some book signings, I was still at the Merrill Lynch office, and I reread the story, and it triggered me. And I wound up finding Ernie Pound living about 45 minutes away. Uh, we just had the Daytona Beach, but the NASCAR and Watkins Glen is where Ernie lives about 40 minutes away from Corning, New York. And um, there was this Ernst Pound in the phone book. I found him. He didn't want to talk to me. I probably said back then, it said, you know, it said Merrill Lynch on his caller ID. And and uh, and I said, I'm looking for an Ernie Pound who went to first grade and kindergarten. I remember he didn't even want to answer that question. Uh, I don't know, you know, whatever. But um, I told him he was thanked for something that he might not remember. And he told me he remembered the wagon. And he came to a book signing and put a book underneath Dave's nose and said, sign this one to Ernie Pound. And of course, the emotions lit up. And I caught that on video. So if you want to get all emotional again, after listening to the story, uh, you can go watch that that reunion on our Pulling Each Other Along or Pound of Kindness websites. And, And so hence, many years ago, with me just being a friend of Dave, helping him organize book signings, this whole theme of pulling each other along was birthed. And that's kind of the origin story. So that's chapter one. And I can tell you about all the other chapters too, but I do have a favorite, so we can go there in a minute. But uh, anyway, it's a great story. It's a great book. It was, it was really a privilege to have Todd come in and, and uh, take this theme and build it with all these other great stories like Dave Clark, because most of them are athletes. Right. Most of them are athletes with disabilities, but it's not all athletes and it's not all disabilities, but these stories go far, far beyond being athletic or somebody with a limitation. Well, that's a great story, Doug. Very inspiring, and, and that's what we like to hear on the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And you just mentioned it, too, about working for, for Merrill Lynch as a financial advi- advisor. So what made you decide 
to change what you wanted to do in your career path to working as a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch into doing something else? Was it just the the drive? Was it the mission? Did something click to say, I want to change my life and do something else? Probably it's, it's a, it's a mixture of things that, you know, when you put your mixing bowl of things that happened, it was a mixture of things, but you know, really things were going along. Well, we had a big book. I partnered with two of my brothers. We're in a small little market. So we're not really big corporate. We're kind of entrepreneurial, but you know, under this big umbrella, but when bank of America merged with Merrill Lynch and what went down after the 2008, 2009 crash, uh, it was simply hard for me to take people's fees. And that's probably all I want to say. Right. Uh, yeah. There was there was some things that went on. They could have been legal. But, uh, you know, just quite frankly, when these corporate people are taking tens of millions of dollars in personal bonuses and telling after they got bailed out by the government right. and taxpayer money, right. and then they're taking tens of millions of dollars in bonus, that's not to me, that's not rewarding success. Right. Um, that's basically being bailed out of a failure. And so uh, that's not part of our pulling each other along theme. That's that's uh, that's just the opposite. And even though we didn't have the pulling each other along theme so much then, um, I just I couldn't work for Merrill Lynch with uh, my full heart. I couldn't take my clients' fees anymore with a full heart, knowing that something like that happened. And you know that's probably more than I've ever said publicly uh, about that particular scenario. But so it was hard for me to work. And then the real story is I had gotten to know Dave. And my entrepreneurial blood was thinking, this has got to be a movie deal. This has got to be something I can, you know, it's just, it just got to be. And, and even though that's a big dream and it's not easy, uh, we have signed a movie deal. Um, We have some people actively working on, on his story and we're not jumping up and down yet uh, because movies, as you well know, they're not an easy thing to do, but uh, his story, in my opinion, of course, I'm again, biased here. It should be a movie. It's one of the most fascinating stories of somebody overcoming obstacles when it wasn't favorable you know it was he was scorned uh, when he walked onto a professional baseball field to pitch from his crutches Um, and to do what he did in the era that he did it is um is really beyond fascinating yeah and then you two bounce back and you start this camp what made you want to begin this d uh d3 day camp Yes, D3, basically, it started out Disability Dream Day, and because it really is more than just one day, it's Disability Dream and Do, and and that literally comes from a quote from one of Dave's keynotes. Uh, there's two types of dreamers. There's dreamers that dream, and there's dreamers that dream and do. And so Dave is about exploring potential for people with disabilities and challenges. And he's been doing sports camps like this. He's not a newcomer to this game. He, he owned a professional baseball team. I, you know, you guys should have Dave on his because uh, you can go a whole nother route. He's actually the last owner of the Indianapolis Clowns, which was Hank Aaron's original baseball team oh. from the Negro League days. Wow. And Dave, when they inter- integrated white players and other races into the Negro Leagues, Dave played for that team wound up buying that team and he's the last owner of the last negro league team that ever played when they shut the team down in 1988. so there's so many fascinating things for him you got to have him on but you know when we're when we're talking about these things you just you just keep moving the movie deal i don't remember what the question was now i got derailed but um <laughs> oh yeah with the the d3 camp how, yeah, how so that, disability how, dreaming dude so dave so dave has been doing these camps literally since the 70s wow this is nothing new. And so when we partnered and I came up with ideas of getting documentaries, children's books, books, movie deals, speaking events, all of those kind of things to create revenue, Dave sat down with me in one of our first business meetings together. And he said, Doug, what I really want to do is more sports camps for kids with disabilities. 
so really it's coming from his heart as a business partner with him. And he had been doing a camp with the Minnesota twins down at their spring training facility with the minor league team in Fort Myers, Florida. And I think I caught it the fourth or fifth year, a uh, special needs camp is just amazing. We had every player from the team on the field uh, with children, with all sorts of challenges. The family members were there, a beautiful day. The players got, got something out of it. They got to hear about Dave's story and we connected professional player with these children from disabilities. And because Dave wasn't new at this, he actually knew what he was doing. Right. And he didn't try to set up a game just to play a game and everybody's standing around. So he sets it up like a disability dream and do is more like a professional practice where we have drills and they go from station to station to station to work on drills. So there's tons of activity, balls flying everywhere. We, we use soft equipment because it would be mm -hmm. impossible to do what we do um, without that. And, and these players are, they're throwing balls at each other. The kids are throwing balls at the players. They're, they're running around bases. They're trying to get tagged out. They're hitting, they're hitting off of tees. They're hitting home runs over the fence with these softballs. And, wow. and uh, it's just an amazing day that Dave really had the understanding of what it would need to do to make a day like this. And, and so then we start expanding it and, um, and then you need funds and that, how do you fund it? You know, all those things that uh, we've been doing with disability dream do. So really it's out of Dave's heart. Um, and my heart too, because once you see one of these camps, you're like, okay, we need to do more of this. Yeah, yeah. So how does somebody find your camp? Like if somebody says I need to do something, you know, what? so, so right now, you know, we're back to trying to get the funding again. Cause the last couple of years, the funding got pretty difficult. Major league baseball wouldn't even let us on the field, uh, on the day of the event. And on, you know, if they had a game that day, we couldn't even be on the field during COVID. So that's changing again, thankfully. So last year, we finally did a camp with the New York Yankees, a minor league team where we had the players on the field. We did one again with the Twins down in Fort Myers. And so when we start partnering and building these events again, which is what I'm doing now, and, and hopefully it'll be you know, much stronger this year and, and going into 2023, um, we post it on our website, d3day.com. Um, we come to the area, we we shoot out messages, hey, if you're in this area and you want to sign up, it's a free sign up. The kids get on the field with these players for about an hour, hour and a half. They get fed, they get hats, they get t-shirts. And then typically the next day or the following day after, um, they get tickets to come see a game. Uh, the same players they were just on the field with, we do some on-field uh, activities like first pitches and high five tunnels. And that that's all different depending on the teams that we work with. Um, but they get to see their teams, they get to meet with Dave, they get to hear Dave, uh, and then it just makes it this beautiful time of, of activity as well as inspiration uh, of exploring their potentials. That's incredible. So how, how, uh, how do you fund it? Um, changing that a little bit right now, mm -hmm. but we were selling honey primarily, believe it or not. That's crazy. You know, when you're talking about just entrepreneur, go from the Merrill Lynch office to out front at a Sam's club or a Walmart or a festival. I created a, a honey mug where Dave's logos, Dave Clark's logos and other logos that we've now promoted um, get cut glass. Cause Corning, if you're, if you're familiar with Corning, New York, where Dave grew up, it's the old Corning glass works since Corning Incorporated is, is right outside my back door, practically right here. Wow. So we're this little town, we have a Fortune 500 company. It's got a glass history. It's got the glass Muse Museum of Glass. And Dave lived about two minutes from that Museum of Glass when he grew up. And so I took a mug and cut his logos and even logos like the one I have on my shirt, which is a wagon pull. 
and filled it with local honey. You know, when, when I first started fundraising, I thought people were going to want his books. They were going to want t-shirts. They're going to want hats, but what did people really want? They wanted honey. (laughs) They wanted the honey. And so then I had to figure out, okay, how do I get more of this honey? Uh, And then, you know, as fate would have it, I go, I find this supplier who's on the Finger Lakes here and right in, you know, right in our backyard practically. And, and it was hard to get honey. It's very, it's a very finite amount of good quality honey that you can get. And I started selling it faster than what I could get it and found this other by just going out there and doing things, found this other supplier who's basically one of the biggest suppliers of all New York. And, um, he has huge amounts of honey hives of New York honey and other honeys that he is able to get. And then when I met him, he goes, well, I'm an old baseball guy. And he had actually played against Dave. Come on. So he remembered Dave. Um, he got to play in some like uh, small tournament when he was in high school, college, you know, like a celebrity type game. And he played against Dave. So he knew Dave's story. And, uh, and then, of course, gave us some preferential deals and things like that that we probably wouldn't have gotten. Um, and, and he supplied me with a lot of honey over the last several years so that we can fund the camps. So, but... I'm triggering out of that. We're trying to get that online. Retail is dying. Uh, our opportunities to do those kind of things got hampered significantly during COVID. And what I've what I've done right now is I started what's called the Pulling Each Other Along Collective. And I'm inviting people into this collective. Not everybody's going to get accepted. Um, there's a $5,000 annual uh, cost to be a part of this. But it's it's to prove that we can run through our business an opportunity for people to connect with each other, pull each other along in their business so that we can all win. Mm. And then the, the bigger win, the third win, is not just your business and helping other people win. It's also you become an automatic VIP sponsor of all of the events that we do with Disability Dream and Do. And we have some beautiful offers like that. And uh, the first founding members that are coming in, they also get a uh, online speaking event with Dave Clark for their, for their team, for their employees, or for their, um, if they want to use it as outreach to bring more people into their business. And so we're, we're, we're offering that. Um, if, it can be an online, you know, it can be an in-person keynote, but then that has to be, you know, an extra fee for that. But uh, this Pulling Each Other Along Collective will have once a month meetings where we connect these business people, these entrepreneurs, these organizations. And I'm bringing in even other great causes uh, to, to this organization, to the Pulling Each Other Along Collective, so that our finder's fees for, the, for coming in will be fed to the other organizations as well. So we're not just pulling along Disability Dream and Do. Uh, I have several other causes, nonprofits uh, coming in that will, will benefit from this uh, Pulling Each Other Along Collective as well. Well, that's that sounds like a great idea. I mean, you mentioned it too. We're excited. We're excited. You know, know, because the honey can only take us so far, (laughs) even though we sold a lot of honey to fund these camps. And I have other products. I have a local cheese company. I have a maple syrup. I have I've had uh, goat milk soap. We've we've collected all of these different products that have raised money. But the primary was honey and cheese. Yeah. And, and well, you know, if you're interested in cheese, we're going to set that up online. I'm working I, on that. To, I don't know too to many people who don't who don't like honey or cheese. So that's that's always good. That's a good way to fund your projects. And it's great to have partnerships in, in the same uh, area that you're trying to do good. And, and obviously, again, very inspiring stories uh, that you're telling and, and great initiatives that you have going on right now. 
and, and I wish you the best. I think it's going to take off from here. But how exciting uh, is it for your, for you and others just to be out of the pandemic? You've mentioned it a couple times. The, pa- <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the, the pandemic put a strain on all of us in so many different ways, um, no, no matter what. But I, I just wonder for myself, and I just you know would like to hear your comments on it, just if you have physical disabilities, if you have intellectual disabilities, going through the last few years where we were shut in, unable to do the kind of great things that were going on beforehand and what kind of impact that had on your your life you know that that must have been significant you know significant challenges associated with that and so being able to be now on the precipice of moving out of what we consider the national health emergency of the pandemic set to expire nationally on 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 may 11th what kind of opportunity do you feel that is for for everyone involved well, I think it's great, and I hope we never do anything like this again. Yeah, for me personally, um, I think we overreacted. Uh, again, some people might disagree with me or whatever, and that's fine. I'm okay with disagreement, but to just shut down entrepreneurs um, and help some and not help others—what uh, a mess! You know, what a mess! And and we had probably 90% of our revenue and our efforts just completely shut down. And it's our only, you know, one of the things that kept me going is because I have a partner who was a polio survivor that doesn't walk with, without crutches and braces that never let anything stop him. Right. And so knowing that kind of story and knowing, okay. And even a Billy Joel song, I know you guys aren't from New York, but you know, no, it's we never as Billy bad Joel as it too. seems. <laughs> well, it's never as bad as it seems and it's never as good as it looks, you know, when right. things are going good and, those kind of attitudes and we kind of had to breathe in that, okay, this is not fun. COVID was not fun. The response to COVID in my opinion was, was horrific. And we, now we get to push forward, but if we didn't stop and that's the one thing, you know, you say never stop getting it. We'll never stop going, never stop doing um, because we, we didn't stop, you know, even when Todd and I got together with the pulling each other along book, that's because all of a sudden it's like, what are we going to do now? And and Todd sends me this idea of being in his collective book. And and I'm saying, hey, I've got an idea similar that's been in my business plan that I haven't implemented. Uh, it's called pulling each other along. And he said, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so these great stories that we've compiled were primarily compiled because we had the time because of COVID. Right. Right. You know, right. because we were trying to do something else and trying to do something different, trying to make an impact and And so we just, you can't stop. And so I think the frustrating thing coming out of COVID is that trepidation that we feel because there were so many times in the last two, three years, I can't believe it's three years now really is what we're looking at. I know. Um, If I tell people, I don't even, I I came up with this myself, but it felt like we were almost moonwalking for the last three years. Mm. Just kind of going, but just really going backwards, yeah, you know, no, not, no. we're looking like we're going forwards, but we're going backwards. Uh, we're not even, we're not even um, whatever you want to say, but it was just, it was just such a weird time. And now all of a sudden three years has passed, right. which is mind boggling from all our perspectives, from my case. And we just got to keep moving. We got to try to keep moving forward. But that trepidation comes from every time I tried to do something new in the last three years, it seems like, it was starting to go good, and then they change a rule on you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's and it a- was like boom, you were shut down, yeah. and so you you go out. You know, even for me, you know, we spend all this money on getting product because it felt like it was going good. I can give you one example. 
um, we've done a lot with Sam's clubs selling out in front of stores at Sam's clubs. I have these relationships all over the, the East coast down in Florida, um, selling honey primarily and our other products. And, um, I get invited down to the Sam's club that loves us down in Florida in Cape Coral and Fort Myers. Hey, we're opening up in Florida again. Come on down. I said, all right. So I spent all this money getting my inventory packaged and we're starting to do good. I have two of my adult kids that help help with the fundraising and things are almost feeling like it's normal again. This is great. You know, I spent all this money getting down there. You know, I got places to stay when I'm down there for my kids, food and all those kind of things. And like a day and a half into it, when we're selling product again, after we spent all this money uh, getting our inventory up, the managers come to me and said, corporates called us. And it looks like we might have to shut you down, but we don't know yet. Now, take it. I was invited by them right. to come yeah. down from New York to get this thing going again. That's how much they love what we do. Because these managers, they've been to my programs. They love what we do. And they give grants to our Disability Dream and Do Fund, all those kind of things. And the next day, they basically said, we're going to have to shut you down. So here I spent all this money on inventory, get all this stuff going. And then boom, you're cut off. Yeah. And and that's just one instance, but that happened many times. And somehow we just keep going. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, what we do with disability dream and do, you see one of our videos and you'll get it. And if you don't, you know, if you don't get it, then you're not our people. Yeah. 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 And that's a great oh, that, right, that's a great analogy about walking on the moon over the last three years, because you start going a little bit, but then you feel like you got that lead in your, in your feet and you're really only going at a snail's pace and you, and yeah. you never know, you're not really sure whether you're going forward or backwards and, and that's too bad. But I, I do think that we are, have turned the corner and uh, everything's looking up here this year. And uh, sorry, Scott, go ahead. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, knock on a couple pieces yeah, of wood. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any wood here. I got to knock on my head. <laughs> no, I was, I was just gonna say it's so easy to, to, to get frustrated and, and, you know, like you said, take a step back and, like, you know, what we're just gonna hit a, a, another roadblock. So let's not do that. But, you know, meeting you and 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 Todd and and the group of people that he's been. Uh, connecting us with it's really i think for me for for these guys it's it's it is truly and it's cliche inspirational but it's it's amazing what you can do if you just keep keep going and keep trying and you have to yeah and, and that's where i think the pulling each other along book if you're if you're having trouble to keep moving forward and you need some motivation um, one of the beautiful things about the pulling each other along book is you don't even have to be a reader I'm not a huge reader. I mean, I read all the time, you know, trying to collect information on people and, but I'm not one of those guys just sit down and read a book. Um, I was never a library guy. Now I'll listen to a podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not a reader, listen to podcasts cause you're getting pretty much the same kind of information right. and you, you can go to school, you can get great education just by listening to a podcast. Yeah. And so, you know, but the, the pulling each other along book is broken down one chapter at a time. So it's just these one short stories and go read one, skip the chapter 16, go read that story, or, you know, whatever it is, you don't have to read the whole book. Obviously, hopefully you want to, because all these stories are so good. But if you're not a reader, just, just grab one of the chapters, go read chapter one, read the forward by Terry Bradshaw, which is really fun. Mm. You know, read uh, Rocky Blyer's story. I know Todd mentioned the Rocky Blyer story. And, and, I'll, and I'll answer the question you asked me earlier is what's, what's one of my favorite stories? 
Uh, it's actually one of written by one of Dave's old pitchers when he owned the Indianapolis Clowns and played for the Indianapolis Clowns in 1988. This uh, this man, his name's Tim Walsh. He um, he wrote a chapter about an experience that he had because he's in the game world and not like the gaming world. He actually is a board game. He sold millions of boards of board games. One of them, Tribond, another one, Blurt. Uh, these are huge games that have sold, you know, still sell to this day. And so he did a documentary where he got to know a bunch of the great people from days gone by on their games and the games they created, you know, Play-Doh and Slinky and, and the game operation. Hmm. Well, he got to know the guy that created the game operation. And it is the most fascinating pulling each other along story that you could ever imagine. And to make it short, John Spagnolia, as I think how you pronounce his name, mm -hmm. yep. uh, was in college. He created this game called Operation Now, and he sold it for $500 while he was in college. And he was promised to get a job from that game, that, from that uh, game board company, but they never gave him the job. What? So the man for years was paid $500. That is crazy. For one of the biggest games ever. Yeah, it's still out there and mm -hmm. it's still out there. And if you want to see how the rest of that story plays out and how Tim's enrollment in, in into that particular story, it is a fascinating story of how you get pulled along even when you don't expect it. And in that's so many ways. Then that's I'm glad you went to that story because that that gives people an idea of there's so many different stories. Like, you know, to go back to your point of if you're not a reader, you find one story or two stories and 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 that every story is motivational inspirational but they hit you differently you know and and, and they don't have to be uh like you like you're explaining you know it could be sports it could be this it could be that it is everything's out there someone's out there that's done something right right yeah and and we you know we have a child that uh, has got severe severe issues really is terminal there's actually two boys that are in the book that are young men that are pretty much terminal at some point here along the line right. in their young lives. And one of them got connected because he was getting bullied. He got connected with the Punisher bike group. <laughs> so, wow. you got, so you got this, this uh, worldwide national group Punishers that have taken this young boy on and they literally, they've had hundreds of bikes come up to his school and pick him up and it made him like an honorary member and all this kind of stuff. So there's all sorts of unique stories in the pulling each other along book. Um, but again, because we're sports guys, most of them are the sports stories that we know. Right. Um, Dave Stevens is in there. You know, if you're not familiar with Dave Stevens, I don't know if he's been on your show, but seven time Emmy Award winner who was born with no legs. Uh, Dave's been a big part of our program as well with Disability Dream and Do. Um, he was with ESPN for 20 years, um, motivational speaker now and just out at the NFL covering the NFL. But he was born with no legs and three sport athlete. You know, got to pinch it for Daryl Strawberry, which is what the story uh, in this particular <laughs> book is. Uh, when when Daryl and he were playing together with the St. Saint Paul Saints in Minnesota, when Daryl was rehabbing, um, you know, just amazing story how Daryl Strawberry actually pulled Dave Stevens along. And of course, Dave Stevens, Daryl would tell you, has pulled him along as right. well. Right. It's incredible. Those stories, it, it, it's just definitely pick you up and keep you pushing, pushing forward, keep pushing you forward, moving along right. and, you know. Or pulling them along. Yeah, it's it's interesting. My podcast that just dropped today uh, is a young lady. I say she, you know, she's a former model. She's traveled around the world and this and that. She has a heartfelt business that she um, helps people pull pull themselves along 
so they can pull other people along. And so when we're talking about pulling each other along, it's not just jumping the wagon when you don't need it. Um, Be be ready to pull other people along and get yourself in a position to pull other people along and and work together so that everybody's winning. And so that's a beautiful podcast that just dropped today. Uh, We're going to actually start putting our podcast on YouTube as well. Um, I guess YouTube is is growing very, very fast in the podcasting sector uh, right now. They're putting a big push into into that. And I work with a group called the Pantheon um, who has helped propel us very, very quickly into a top one percent podcast. Wow. Um, and so and now we're getting, you know, three to five thousand downloads is what we're tracking a month. Wow, um, that's great. So I'm starting to starting to put and that's just all audio. I think that's what you guys do is mostly audio. Yes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. But we're, I'm in a mastermind, you know, where I've learned from a guy who's a top 10 podcaster. He's been in the top 10 and he knows what he's doing and he knows how to monetize podcasts. So, uh, so that's been a huge help of pulling us along because at my age, I didn't know how to use a podcast. Mm. You know, I can talk, I can interview people. It's fun to interview and talk to people. But, you know, in the end, if it's, how's it going to help Disability Dream and Do? he gave me ideas and he's helping us monetize those ideas. And so that's really significant for me as well right now. Well, that's a great, that's a great story. And obviously everything that you're talking about um, makes a lot of sense as far as trying to help, you know, the disabled, whether it's physically or, 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 you know, intellectually, but the reality is, and everything you just talked about is, is what your initiatives mean. Don't just help, um, anyone who's disabled, we're talking about helping everyone. And that's why they're so popular because those stories inspire everyone and everyone, regardless of disability, regardless of limitation. And in fact, it, it's, it's sad that limitation was what was uh, labeled in some respect to a lot of, of those who are disabled. And that was not fair. And everyone can benefit from the stories, from the inspiration. We're all part of it. We can all help pull each other along, disabled or not. And that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I congratulate you for your success and, and just wish you future success as well. Yeah, we, we, we really appreciate that. And the future success is where we're, where we're really focused right now is, okay, how do we how do we take what we've done? Yeah, we got knocked down. The train got knocked off the tracks. We put the train back on. Uh, we're starting to put fuel back in that train so we can get it moving down the tracks. And and so if anybody's here listening to this and they want to learn more, they can go to our pullingeacotheralong.com. Uh, there's actually a page there that says collective. Uh, you can send me a note. I'll, I'll set up a meeting with you to describe what we're doing with the collective. Um, we kind of have two entry points. We have an ambassador entry point, which is really only $1,000 every six months. Um, but we have a full right now a full, which is only 5,000 right now. And I say only 5,000, it's all relative. You know, I've got multi, multi multi-millionaires that don't want to spend that little Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be involved. And then you got, you you know, so it's, it's, uh, and well, trust me, if they want to spend more, I can, I can let them spend more with what (laughs) we're doing. So don't let the, the low figure hold you back. But if you're an entrepreneur who wants to do good, who wants to create ROI and do good, then give me a call and I'll explain how we're doing that. Right. That's fantastic. So, uh, Doug, we appreciate being on the show. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Do you get anything else big going to be happening? Uh, you know, just if you're interested in Dave Clark as a speaker, um, again, I think the main thing I'm focused on right now is the Pulling Each Other Along Collective. We're, we're bringing in members to that right now and some really, really great people that are going to be able to help others pull 
others along in business. So it's not just, this is really a business strategy to create enough revenue so that we don't have to worry about uh, every time we're doing a camp and we're giving out free hats, free t-shirts, all the rented car, all the expense, you know, all the tickets that go to people, all these different things that people don't realize that that it costs to do such an event. But it's it's a worthwhile event to do. I mean, I'll give you one thing that I'm working on right now. This is really special. There's a young girl. She's from India originally, but she's been adopted in the Hudson Valley, New York area. And she's been a part of our camps for three years. Um, she's got an Instagram that is absolutely blowing up right now. I mean, just blowing up. She's mostly nonverbal. She's got a like a one-of-a-kind dwarfism scenario. It's just so, so different. And we've I've connected with one of the other organizations we're working with called the Magic Wheelchair. And this Magic Wheelchair, go look at them too, because I, I, I love what they do. Um, they build these incredible wheelchairs with themes like Star Wars themes, princess themes, whatever the child wants. And they deck out not just like a little Halloween costume. We're talking about a full-blown new uh, decorative wheelchair that they get to strut around and it can be taken off so it's removable and then and then used for when they want to do it and we're building one of these for this little girl and we're going to reveal it is the plan on june 17th That's awesome. and again these are the things that we're we're building and uh that we're going to make that girl's day yeah because she's going to get this incredible wheelchair she doesn't even know Nice. And nice, um, nice. and she's going to get that. And, I've, you know, she's already signed up to do it. They're building it. They're building the concept. Uh, she's big into princesses and different things like that right now. And she's 13 years old. And she, she, she just permeates pulling each other along just because she's just being herself, even though it's very different than, than what you and I and our personalities would be. But she's one of a kind. She's a beautiful little girl. She's a beautiful soul, and she's going to pull people along just because she's being herself. And uh, we're going to we're going to match that up with this magic wheelchair for her as well. That's awesome. That's another inspirational story there. Thank you, Doug, for sharing that with us. And I think you're going to make more than her day with with that. By the way, but uh, again, thank you, Doug, for uh, being a guest on our podcast. Our, Thank our you guys for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Our podcast is about never stop getting it. And, and, and you epitomize that. So thank you for what you do. And again, good luck with everything uh, going forward. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to add, Scott? No, just uh, it, a lot. I, I, I actually have not read the book, so I'm excited to read the book and, and, and just not only because, you know, just by hearing you and, and I'm like, oh, I should read that book just to just to get some inspiration and, and see what it's about. And and I'm excited, actually excited to read that book. So if you haven't read it, go out there and get get a copy and and read that book and help yourself out and help other people out. All right, Doug, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll tell you, the world is definitely a better place with people like you around. Yeah. You're such an inspiration and we appreciate it. And like John said, you and never stop getting it. So never stop, never <laughs> stop. Cause, uh, uh, we all, you know, I have seven kids, so I can really epitomize that. I guess. That's true. All right, Doug, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Never stop thank you getting guys. it, guys. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the never stop getting it podcast and join the community on Facebook. Never Stop Getting It and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It and of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.